0: Greetings and welcome to another episode of Just a Jackass with a Note in His Mouth. I'm your host and melancholy jackass, just like Eeyore, Brad Alexander. This episode, nobody's listening. And no, that's not a commentary on listenership to the podcast. (laughs) You're so funny. No, and it's also not a tribute to Linkin Park. Although I will say... And I'm not the first to make this connection, but I believe a lot of the Linkin Park songs through them, Chester Bennington was trying to tell people something, and we were just really enjoying those songs. And many, if not all of us, missed what he was really trying to tell us prior to taking his own life. And it's incredibly sad and tragic that it turned out that way. No, I'm... Focusing on the book of Lamentations and lamenting, actually. And the prophet Jeremiah, known as the weeping prophet, wrote the book of Lamentations. And it's five chapters long. Um, He wrote this book from prison. King Jehoiakim had imprisoned Jeremiah because he really didn't like what he had to say about how he was running things and how he was leading the people. And so, from his prison, Jeremiah dictates to a guy named Baruch three scrolls. And th- these three scrolls are chapters 1, 2, and 4, found in the book of Lamentations. And they are, interestingly, 22 verses each, which is 22 stanzas. And that's the number of letters in the Hebrew language, and also... They were put in alphabetical order. So the first letter of the first word of every stanza was put into alphabetical order in these laments that Jeremiah was trying to share with the king. So when Baruch takes the three scrolls to Jehoiakim, he reads a little bit of them and ends up shredding them up and throwing them in the fire. So Baruch goes back to Jeremiah. Jeremiah once again dictates exactly the same three scrolls over again, and then adds two more, which are chapters three and five in the Bible. And there were five scrolls presented once more. So these laments that Jeremiah was sharing were actually prophetic laments. This is what's going to happen if our nation does not turn back to God is what he was saying and tragically it ended up happening just as he had said in in the book of lamentations everything came to pass that he had he had said would happen and again nobody was listening as he was trying to reach out and really be the voice of god he's a prophet so that's exactly who and what he was, God's voice, and nobody was listening. And so I've maybe felt similar frustration at times when I have tried to express things, what's going on, what the church is facing, whether it's in sermons, whether it's been on my podcast, whether it's been social media or conversations, trying to express to people exactly what is going on and where the church is. I see is heading. And, um, you know, we can see, and not just nationally, the country or, you know, Western civilization as we know it, but the church's involvement as well. And because God was, God throughout the Bible has always been harshest on his people because he wants them to live a certain way, he wants them to do certain things and behave in a way that reflects him and his character his love his grace his mercy and his forgiveness and uh, and his justice as well and judgment so as we see the erosion of values morals and ethics in our society it scares me quite honestly i mean it saddens me it angers me and it humbles me i have to ask myself what have i done To oppose this rising tide of moral decay. And then I also look and examine the universal church's culpability as our society sprints towards Sodom and Gomorrah, because we, the church, are not blameless in the increased depravity of mankind. We have winked, nodded, hidden ourselves, and even endorsed behaviors so contrary to God and His Word that I sometimes marvel we are still here. I long for us to be revived, and I yearn for me to be revived. I I see the church at a crossroads, and one direction will lead us to great persecution. It's a narrow way through a straight gate, standing in faith on God's word. The other is the path of least resistance. It's to simply acquiesce, to submit to the pressures of society, giving in a little more each moment, which will lead us to our enslavement in a system we willingly allow to possess us. And so I know some of you right now are asking, really, bro? So there are two choices. One is persecution and the other is enslavement. Um, Yeah, you really are, Eeyore. Well, and you might think so. And you might ask, well, what about option C, where, you know, everything is all love, luck and lollipops and there's prosperity abounding for everyone. Or maybe even option D, none of the above. Here's the thing. I'm looking at the scriptures, and I don't see that. And really, those who just want a a life of comfort here on earth, well, they end up submitting to the ways of the world. And then they will end up, as I said, that path of least resistance. They'll end up enslaved by a system they allow themselves to be possessed by. I looked to the format of the first three lamentations Jeremiah wrote, and I, through the encouragement of a good friend of mine and pastor Ben, wrote out my lament, and I've done so in the same fashion um, alphabetic stanza by stanza using the English letters of the uh of or the letters of the English alphabet because I'm not adept. With the Hebrew language. But again, the first letter of the first word of each stanza goes in alphabetical order. And I appreciate you giving a listen to this. And I hope you hear it from the heart that I am presenting it. I believe this is something that the Lord laid on my heart. And as I said, when I presented this in a sermon, this may be something that the lord laid on my heart for me just me or it may be for me and you or it may be for all of us within the body of christ and then there's the distinct possibility you may just never listen to this podcast again and i'm all right with that but i'd i'd appreciate if you give a listen as i share my lament adonai we have exhausted your patience your church like a bride-in-waiting has covered herself in the shame of a prostitute and declares herself righteous ignoring the mirror denying her reflection she has become an easy target of scorn and mockery unaware of her embarrassing state Break the strongholds with which we have fortified ourselves. We have sought comfort in our riches, solace in our own righteousness and security in those who rule over us. Loving our own lives above others. Seeking to save the life you called us to lose. Trusting our own strength and wisdom above you. Chasing us from our sanctuaries and cathedrals, the enemy has found us easy prey as you lift your hand of protection and restrain them no more as defenseless as a field of wheat against a swarm of locusts our enemy consumes us devoured by the sin we allowed to trickle in a little here a little there a little leaven leavens the whole lump encompassing us our transgression an acrid stench to your nostrils elohim the serpent The most subtle of all creatures entices us with the lie of old. Surely you will not die. Enchanted and seduced by the world like a bride drawn to lie with many partners. Bored of waiting for the bridegroom's return. Should we be denied worldly pleasures, not knowing when you'll return? We have grown weary, though you... Remain faithful and pure as you tarry to claim those who are yours. Fervently now we are pursued and persecuted by the ones whom we have laid with. Those to whom we have given power over us and us. We have made government God to the poor, needy, the widow, and the orphan, that we may engulf ourselves in the comforts of our labors. Grasping to cling to the assurances of this life, they corrode, rust, turning to ash and dust in our hands. The God we created of elected men are merciless in judgment, seeking to dominate, control, imprison, and execute Israel, the natural-born, and those grafted in by the spirit of adoption as sons and daughters. Our society Who once sought to be a beacon of truth, justice, and hope, now a foul and wretched land. Her elders, pastors, priests, and preachers, following Balaam's error for the reward of ill-gotten gain. This nation, too, will see your truth, as the borrower will be a slave to the lender. How long will we endure this tribulation? How long have we been unfaithful? How long until you rescue us? How long until we return to you, Teshuva? How long? In your righteousness, Adonai, our Lord and God, your justice is fair. Rightly, we have earned the wages of our sin. None can deny. For our perversion of your truth, our commingling of the traditions of man with your way, O God, we now see ourselves at the mercy of the godless the abominable and the vile judgment falls swift and harsh from those with whom we aligned ourselves you will shake once more O lord the heavens and the earth you have emboldened and empowered our enemies that your people are pursued and hide like prey from predators king of all kings ancient of days Our sanctuaries and cathedrals lie in ruins, and those which still stand are overgrown with the weeds of the cares of this world. They are the habitation of wolves and practitioners of darkness. Lament and weep, mourn and grieve, like a bride who has been widowed before her time. Her offspring she is allowed to die, or silently watches them live in the way of the stranger and foreign gods. Her gown is covered in the stains of the world. Dirt, soot, vomit, and filth. Her womb no longer provides protection for her children. Mercy and grace we seek, but do not find. You have hidden your face from us, Yahweh. And let us taste to the full our just reward. Nineveh was faced with her sin and repented, returning to you. We Declare ourselves right in our own eyes, and calamity befalls us. Open the eyes of our hearts, Lord. May we purchase salve that our eyes may see. We have played the part of the whore while you have been the faithful and true bridegroom. Oh, that we would see. Persecution has driven us to abandon all resources. We cannot buy or sell Unless we deny you, consumed by emptiness, you alone are our portion. We hunger for the bread of life and thirst for your living water. Would you hear our cries to your great name, HaShem? Our reflection is revealed when darkness encompasses us, but a shaft of your light, your truth, repels it. Quiet our hearts, O God. Give us ears to hear the voice of our shepherd. We have drowned you out with the clamor of this world, yet we know your voice and ache to hear it once more. Quiet our hearts. Restore us in your loving kindness, O God, of our salvation. We recognize and mourn over our sin. Remove it from us as far as east is from west. Cleanse us, O Lord, that we would be for you a spotless bride. Consume us with a pure heart of faithfulness to you, Adonai Elohim. Shaking the heavens and earth, you separate the wheat from the chaff and divide the sheep from the goats. Find us as yours, O God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You have given Messiah that we could be yours. Would he who gave his only begotten Son withhold anything from his people? Turn us back to you, O Lord our God. Your mercy endures forever, Adonai. Your grace is sufficient. Our blessed assurance is Messiah, Jesus. No one can pluck us from your hand. Though we be a remnant, the few that find the narrow way through the straight gate, may we be to you a glorious bride to honor you in the face of threats, struggles, persecution, pains, and trials at the hands of our enemies. May we remain faithful to you, O Lord. Unfasten the chains that bind us. Chains and shackles we have forged in securing ourselves to the ways of this world. Set us free that we may honor you, the only true and living God. Vindicate us, O God, for your name's sake, that your enemies will see the salvation of your hand, that they will witness your great power, and none can deny the name above all names. The name of Yeshua, Jesus, and every knee will bow, and every voice will proclaim, He is Lord. We will wait on you, O Lord. We long for the bridegroom's return, but see your mercy in that you wait, affording us to return to our first love, allowing us to exchange the riches of this life for pure silver and gold from your storehouse, O King may we seek only to be satisfied by you, our Father. Xenophiles, pursuers of foreign gods in strange ways, will be utterly removed. Though they enjoy the pleasures of this world for a time, they will know an everlasting poverty unimaginable to our minds. There is but one God, one way, one truth. All others... Will be dust you alone our lord can satisfy to you alone may we yield and surrender teach us again your statutes that we not forget create in us a clean heart and a willing spirit to serve only you zeal for your house zeal for your word zeal for your way Zeal for your son, Messiah. Zeal for your lordship over us. And zeal for your salvation. Consume us, O God of Jacob. I thank you for allowing me to share that with you. And I pray that it would be a blessing to you that in some way, whether it confirms what you've been thinking or feeling, or whether it stirs something up in you, to be revived. Years ago, a guy named Gypsy Smith said, and I'm going to paraphrase real quick here. If you want revival, those who truly seek and want revival, what you need to do is go to the place in your house where you pray and draw a circle and get down on your knees and pray until everything in that circle is experiencing revival. And then that will be the catalyst for true revival, one at a time. And it will spread like wildfire. Thank you again for giving me your time. Brad Alexander, I'm just a jackass with a note in my mouth. I'm not important in this whole thing. The note, the message that I carry is. So thanks for giving me your time. Thanks to all of you who share and help promote the podcast. I appreciate that. And would ask that you continue to do so. I love you. God bless you. Thank you so much for giving me your time. Now go out and give him heaven.